Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Melting Pot podcast. My name is Jake and I'm here with my singular co-host this week, Austin. Yeah, it's just me this time. No Richard, take that. Uh, I'm not going to get into Richard. what Richard's doing because I will publicly humiliate him <laughs> on Tuesday's episode. But uh, He'll be fine. I don't know. He'll, I think he'll be embarrassed. He's that kind of guy. Good old Richard. But uh, interesting episode of The Mandalorian this week. and I loved it. There's a, there a lot to talk about. I think there were some good things, some bad things, some... I disagree. I think this episode was fully good things, fully huge things that happened. And it's building up to, I think, a really great rest of the season. Okay, how about this? I'll... I think... It was mostly good things, with a yeah, few okay. bad things. I'll agree. Uh, one of them has to do with the stormtroopers, but we'll we'll get there. Uh, as always, we're just going to work our way through the plot, and then we'll save as much of our many of our takes because I'm sure there's lots of takes. Austin has lots of takes. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I do too. Those will be mostly at the end, so listen through to the end. If you haven't seen it, spoiler warning, and... Yeah, especially, you know, with our takes, if we end up being right, even bigger spoiler warnings. Which, <laughs> I don't know. I, there's this guy I uh, am subscribed to on YouTube called E-Man's Movie Reviews. The two people I mentioned to you were on his list um, for what uh-huh. I think you're talking about there. Uh, he also had a couple of others... Which are probably going to be the ones I'll mention, but we'll get to that. Yeah, so let's just dive right into it. Uh, very first scene, we see Mando or, with the child arriving on, on Tython. You mean Grogu. Yes, Grogu. I'm not going to say it! You can't make me say hey, it! It's easier, it's easier to say Grogu than the child. It's not easier than Baby Yoda. It's, yeah, Grogu is two syllables. Well, it's not about syllables, it's about how much it rolls, rolls off the tongue. I Baby guess. Yoda. Baby Yoda. It rolls right so they, off the tongue. They get, so they get to the planet. Yeah. And there's that little, you know, scene at the beginning kind of showing their connection. He's calling him Grogu, letting him pull the thing back to him with... The little, the little metal ball. topper to one of the switches. Yeah. And he, uh, he's liking, I think that's just to like to show that their connection is still strong and that, uh, right. It kind of, that he really cares for the kid, which is the setup that this episode is called the tragedy. Um, and it's, yep. it is kind which of tragic. I, I was worried that there was going to be some huge things happening with the title just being the tragedy, which I would say it was a big thing. I don't think it's a huge thing. Cause I think the story has a happy ending probably. It could have been worse. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think the most tragic thing is not what ends up happening, but what happens because of what happens. Mm. I agree. Uh, And when we get there, you'll know what we're talking about. Yes. And so they land there and they get on the seeing stone area. And that was was one of the takes I had is the Jedi, I I assume, made this place. It's weird. Yeah, it's a Jedi temple. It's it's supposed to be one of the first Jedi temples. But it's it's just funny because like on Coruscant, 
the Jedi Temple was this massive monolith in the background of court, this massive, literally planet of city. It's all city. Uh-huh. And mo- like the Jedi Temple stood out as like this monolith. But here, well, I mean, this is this is supposed to be like the first Jedi Temple when the Jedi Order was first formed. This was like the first meeting. So I mean, I really wasn't expecting anything huge. But like, but, but the, also the for when, the Jedi to build the temple there, all the Jedi had to get there, which means they had spaceships. Right. And so they, it's a very it's, rocky place. Yes, it's literally six stones that they leaned six stones up against, with a stone uh-huh. in the middle, and I was just like. I mean, it looks cool, but... I'll call up John Favreau, and we'll talk about redesign. Yeah. And then just like the the denim guy in the background of a couple episodes, they'll just digitally remaster it. Was it a couple episodes? It was only that one that I saw. Did you see another one? No, I mean, where they went back and they digitally removed him yeah. from that episode. Yeah, I know. So I'm sure what I'm did. saying is I'll call him up, and this episode will just make a monolith, a giant... Yeah temple yeah that explains yeah. how they found it so easily is it's just it's right it's right there See, you can't that's, miss it and we talked about that it was it got me that for the entire planet i mean they could have been searching for a while but in the timeline of the episode it's just like two minutes they fly to the planet and then mando is like oh look there's there the temple that i've never seen before yeah with a seeing stone that i've never heard of it's obviously that so i mean it it makes sense and it doesn't make sense. It's just, I mean, a nerd thing to just hear him say that and, you know, immediately recognize it. It looked like, it, that's lo- here nor there. It looked like he locked into like its position on his computer, which I don't know how his computer found that it. could have been right. Well, he could have been given specific coordinates from Ahsoka. But like we didn't see that. And so he, no. he's just, she's like, take him to Tython. And he says, okay, and walks away. And he away. just happens to know what Tython is. Yeah. So it's, it's. It's Star Wars, man. It's one it's of It's minor things. details of a major thing. Yeah. Yeah, but they get there and uh, sets him down the stone. Nothing really happens. He starts playing with some butterflies. Yep. And Mando's like kind of upset at this point. He's yeah. just like, I came all this way for you to just sit on this rock and nothing happened. Yeah, because he, he's kind of just like disappointed in Baby Yoda. It's kind of like that meme of the dude who's poking something dead with a stick. It's like, do something. Like, <laughs> yeah, do something. It was, yeah, essentially that. So they're getting upset. And then Mando turns around to see the greatest thing I have ever seen happen in this show. I mean, there's been a lot of nods and we kind of had speculations of it. But Mando turns around. He sees Slave One, the iconic Boba Fett ship. Yes. And I mean, we kind of knew that Boba Fett was coming. Because I mean, we've uh, seen but him. But it, it was never confirmed. Yeah. We, yeah, it was never, like, actually confirmed. We saw his armor. We're like, we know this guy's coming. But here we see Slave 1. So I was super excited for the actual introduction of Boba Fett. That he somehow survived the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Which I knew in, uh, like, extended universe canon that he did. But I don't, I'd be interested in a right, Boba it was Fett never... spinoff. But... Right. That'd I'd be, also be. I just. I'm also sick of this time period, so we can just move on. But regardless, right. But it'd still be cool because I I like Tamara Morrison. I think he was great in this episode. I think he did well. He played his accent has really got me. Uh, because you know he was a clone, so they all basically had the same accent. Yeah. I feel like he voice acted the character super well. Yeah. Which, 
don't know. We we can talk more about Boba Fett later, but uh, right. Mando goes down to meet Boba Fett. He thinks he's an enemy, um, which is right. evidenced in the question he asks: "Are you Jedi or are you here for the child?" Um, and you, right. you can still see because he really didn't know who Boba Fett was. Yeah, I think I think in the first episode, Cobb Vanth mentions Boba Fett, but I don't. I don't remember. I, th- I think he does, but I'm I could be wrong. Right. And so I think if anything, he's heard the name, but that's about it. Um, so they go down there. He hides behind a rock, and I like that Boba Fett just kind of walks out. No guns pointing, just like I want my armor back. Oh yeah, he's he's an animal. He yeah. came there. He knew what he wanted. He meant business. And th- and that's. You can kind of see that when he gets into action as well. And I have a take about uh-huh. him at the end, too, about his getting down to business. But, uh, that, yeah, yeah, he we'll just kind there. of pretty much says, you know, I've got a trained sniper, which is that girl. I don't remember her name. Yeah, Fennec. Uh, Ferric. Ferric. That's Fennec. it. Not Fennec. What's Ferric? Fennec is from the Prince Fennec. of Pride. That's a Pokemon. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, Fennekin is the Pokemon. Ferric is the sniper. And Fennec yeah. is from Princess Bride. So this is Farrick. Yes. Which I never right. thought I'd see her again, but... Yeah, well, I mean, we all thought she was dead. That that does pay off, because compl- I completely forgot about that. Yep. Um, in- it, they played it super well. Yeah. Because she was from, like, the second or third episode of uh, season one, right? Or season two. He, yeah, I think that might have been episode... No, I think that was episode three. Because episode four... It was, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Episode four, I think, was the one where he meets Cara Dune. That makes sense. Or it would Which be... It's either more, three or five. More answers were questioned... Uh, more questions were answered about her later on, too. Yeah. Especially about the crest. Yeah. So... I, I We can talk about what that means exactly. Right. But, Getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, so... Uh, Mandalorian asks him, are you Mandalorian? Have you taken the creed? All his usual nonsense stuff. And he's like, I don't need the creed. That was my father's armor, which I didn't realize. Maybe. Yeah, well, I, I think in the original, the, pre, uh, the prequels, after he watches his father die, he takes the armor and then like rebrands it, repaints it, and he uses it. Which, which is what I'm like. I thought that he just kind of got his own armor. Is what I was thinking. In the, yeah. in the fashion of his dad, not that he took his dad's armor. I kind of figured that he did because he was super young when his dad, you know, got offed by Mace Windu. Yeah. So I figured he just took it. But, yeah, he gets there. He asks if basically friend or foe. And Boba Fett just gets right down to it. He's like, I'm here for the armor. You know, I know you have it. Give it to me or I'm going to shoot. And then Mando's like, oh, you can't shoot me. I'm wearing Beskar. And then uh, Boba Fett says, no, I'm going to shoot the kid. So this kind of, you know, shakes the Mando in his boots. He doesn't really want the kid to be in any harm, but he also doesn't want to give up the armor because he's an old-fashioned guy and only thinks Mandalorians should have the Mandalorian armor. And It is something weird that Richard brought up, that like the Mandalorian couldn't get through that fort's force field literally oh yeah but like the bullet like the laser beat blast would have i don't know i mean i guess like an energy transfer kind of thing would have happened and the maybe the best car was you know 
reacting with the force i don't know it's it's star wars mechanics nothing makes sense but so they kind of diffuse the tension and he you know mandalorian drops his guns and his jetpack i don't i didn't understand the jetpack did you it was probably so he didn't fly away and i think part of it might have been because on boba fett's jetpack there's a weapon well yeah he has so a... he might have well yeah so he might have been thinking that that was one of his weapons so he was just Could wanting be. him to disarm but he did i don't he know he didn't tell it's him not to explained put... He'd only put down the jetpack that was like his only thing. He didn't ask him to put down his blaster. Or, um, or... Oh, maybe it was so he could fly up there and save the kid. Or fly up there and hit the sniper. Maybe. I don't we, know. We could... Yeah, it's not explained. But, you know, they kind of diffuse the tension, which is good timing, because right then, like an Imperial... Um, I don't even know what to call it. Cru- it's like a bus ship cruiser Something, kind yeah. of thing. I was almost at Imperial Its only cruiser, purpose but... is to transport. Yeah. It only transports uh, troopers. Yeah. That's it. So that flies down, lands right next to the Razor Crest, and stormtroopers start coming out, and they're like, "Mando's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm gonna go get the child. You guys hold him off." And they're like, "Okay, sounds good." So, yep, um, he's running up there trying to get the child off the scene stone while I almost said Fennec again, Ferric, Ferric, <laughs> <laughs> and yep. and uh, Boba Fett are taking on stormtroopers. And there was, there was, I didn't really like Ferrick, but it Boba Fett was really, really cool. Seemed, it seemed repetitive yeah. for all of her shots. It was just like, like pew, 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 move yeah. behind a rock, pew, 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 move behind a rock it, for like six minutes straight. It was like her shoot blaster shot, next, you know, pan to Stormtrooper getting blown up, back to her yep. shooting rifle shot. And then every once in a while, they'd shoot a mortar. Yeah. Which I thought was funny so that, that they pulled out a mortar. But Yep. And then they start uh, racking up the Gatling gun, this repeater rifle, and they just start, like, blowing everything around her to smithereens, but she just happens to run faster than a fully automatic blaster. Yeah. When I was watching that with Richard, that is also something you pointed out was, like, why can't they hit her? <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, they're troopers. They'll never hit anything. Which, except for Leia once. That was the... Um, my... My take about stormtroopers is like, man, they haven't changed. Like, no. I don't know what's wrong with I them. I think it might just be like the inside joke of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. That they'll just never be good. Like, Mando and Ferric were literally almost surrounded. Yep. And, and they, they, they hit his best guard like a couple of times. That's one thing that, I mean, I love, but I think it's almost ridiculous how overpowered it is. Yeah. Because in the last episode, we learned that Beskar is, like, apparently one of the only metals that can deflect a lightsaber. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane and nothing that we've seen in the movies before. But hey, if Dave Filoni says it... That's true. It must be true. But he just, he ends up blocking... Uh, Ahsoka's lightsabers, like with her full swinging, yeah. and in multiple situations, he just runs into gunfire being shot in his best car. Yeah. So I mean, it's really cool how much it's come into play, uh, because he gave up the child in the beginning of the series for all that best car, and it's it's a Mandalorian thing to have best car, and in the last episode, he also got the best car spear. 
So it's just it's it's really cool, but it's also really wild. Yeah, but essentially, uh, Baby Yoda faints those robot commando droid dark trooper things take him away right but we're not there yet yeah well we in the gunfire uh boba fett ends up seeing that the razor crest is sitting there wide open yeah he goes and gets his armor he runs in there and he puts all of his armor back on and he shows up and shows off yeah and that like i i really appreciated his fight scenes uh both before and after he put on the armor uh especially with the club because he was using uh the uh sand people the the tuscan raider club Mm -hmm. because he was hiding among the tuscan raiders for so long that he ended up getting their wrappings he got their weapons he has the tuscan raider rifle so he's just tearing people apart with that club and i really appreciated how much they broke apart the trooper's armor when he hit them. Yeah, because which that's is not, not really something you see. Thing that they do. No, because normally they would just shoot them and they'd have like a scorch mark or something. It, it's not common in the Star Wars movies or shows to see their armor being actually broken. So I think that's cool to show how strong this guy is and how much of a monster he was just like going off. But then he puts on his armor and... I mean, it was cool as an introduction scene, but it kind of seemed overplayed. Yeah. Like, he shows up and he just happens to have all of these weapons still usable, intact, and loaded yeah. on his armor. I mean, it was it was just a nice introduction, you know, back to Boba Fett. Right. I'm not even a huge fan of Boba Fett. I'm, Boba, Hett, Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even like a huge fan of Boba Fett. I know a lot of people like him. Just because he looks cool? I do. Right. And, but, like, in Star Wars, like, in the actual Skywalker saga, you don't really see him. Yeah, he doesn't he makes, really do anything. He means anything. nothing. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, like, around since, like, the second, second or third movie. And then he gets sarlacked in, what, the fifth? Sixth. Sixth movie? Beginning of the sixth. So he's around for a while. But you just never see him. Like, he's supposed to be, like, one of the greatest bounty hunters in the world. But he's, like, never talked about. Yeah. Except for, like, any uh, Jabba Fett scenes, uh, Jabba the Hutt scenes. Yeah. Or when he tries to, I mean, do anything. And So, I don't know. I, I think he's underplayed in the movies. And then they, try, they overcorrected. I don't know about overcorrected. Because but... he... Well, or are you, are you just talking in, about the armor stuff that you're talking about? Where just in this scene. Yeah, just in this scene. Okay. They, I think they overcorrected. They were trying to make up for so much uh, fan material. They're just like, oh, this guy, he's a sharpshooter, of course. Um, and then he's got, you know, knee missiles out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then he's just taking out people left and right. But what I did love, oh my gosh, I loved it. When he uses his jetpack rocket and takes down yeah. both of the the cruiser ships and then they play it they off were as running, a funny they were running moment. away yeah yeah they were going to get away and he you know shoots one down it falls into the other they both crash down and mando's like good shot and he's like i was aiming for the other one and i'm like okay cool guy boba fett yeah but at that point that's when they kind of see 
The Dark Troopers closing in. Yep, the Dark Troopers. And, and this is the first time we've ever seen Dark Troopers. Yeah, which we've makes me wonder... Shadow Troopers before. Which makes me wonder if in episode uh, three, those things we saw at the end... Oh, when he was looking Wait, at, no, this was episode six, uh, wasn't it? Those armors? Was this episode six? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what we saw in episode four, that armor stuff, makes me wonder if it, those were Dark Troopers or if that was actually just, I assume, just armor. Well, now... Now I assume those were all dark troopers because I I mean in that moment you think those are going to be the midichlorian troopers. Yeah. But I mean they were all failed experiments. So why would he just have like a bunch of, you know, empty suits? Mm-hmm. I think now that was kind of a a hint, a little foreshadow into how many dark troopers he has. Yeah. Which we haven't still we still haven't seen them in four. action. So no, they just they flew down out of the ship, um, grabbed grabbed and, Baby Yoda, yeah, and flew back. They just snatched him up. Well, he was fainted. I feel like he probably could have at least tried to fight him off. Yeah, uh, and he was kind of awake just in time for them to grab him. Right. So they grab Grogu, Baby Yoda, what have you, and I think that is one of the first instances of the mention of the title, the tragedy. Uh, the yeah. Empire, whoever they call themselves now, they officially have Baby Yoda back in mm-hmm. their possession. So they see Baby Yoda being taken, Grogu, and uh, Boba Fett ends up getting to his ship in time to get up there and at least catch up to the robots. Yeah. So he's following them and he's about to shoot him down, but uh, Farrick says, don't shoot him down, they have the child. So he's following them. And that's when we see Boba Fett have a strike of fear, which is interesting. Because he, he sees the Imperial. Because yeah. he sees the Imperial Empire whatever ship, and he's like, hey, this is not good. They're back. Which is wild, because he was kind of a bad guy up till now. Yeah, he was working pretty much for... He was, yeah. He, he, was did, he did a lot of work for, for the Empire. Yep, so it, it kind of makes you wonder why he's scared of them now. Because, I mean, you could take it as maybe he saw the fall of the Empire and he thought it was over. Uh, and he yeah. didn't want to work for them anymore. But also, he was It was just one of those hunter. things where, bounty like, hunters he was a bounty don't hunter. care. Yeah. Which, yeah. That, that's kind of my take is because um, maybe before he just kind of was a bounty hunter, didn't like the Empire, but they paid him well. He did it for money. Yeah. yeah. And, but now he's like has this kind of creedal loyalty where right. where the kid's gone and he's like, I'm going to honor my word that, you know, you give me back yeah, my armor and I'll help you take care of the he kid. He had no reason to honor his word. He could have just taken Farrakh and leave. He got his armor. That's what he wanted. Which but, shows some character growth that I'd like to be clued in on of as to why he's now no longer this bounty hunter mentality of like, sorry, I... I did my best and I got my armor and I'm out, you know? Right. But I feel like we're going to see it now because the next thing in the episode that happens shook me. I hated it. It made me feel so bad. The, yeah. Uh, the ship is coming back. Uh, Boba Fett's ship is about to land and you hear a gunfire from the Imperial ship, the almost Starfighter, uh, Starkiller base. And and it blows up the Razor Crest. It blows up the Razor Crest. It's gone. Like, there is no fixing yeah. it at it's, this it's, point. It it's is not like it was uh, Mon Calamari. It's not like it was after uh-uh. the fighting those ice spiders 
It is dissolved. It was, it was one shot, absolutely dusted. So that shook me. I'm just like, dang, they are taking some huge steps. Yeah. So they get back to land, and Mando is like super upset, and he's rummaging through uh, the rubble, and he finds two things. He finds the little ball that uh, Grogu was using the Force on, puts that in his pocket, and he finds the Beskar spear. And those are like the only two things he has left of his ship. And he walks up to Farrakh and Boba Fett and they essentially say, hey, we're holding up our end of the bargain. We will help you get the child back, which is it's wild that they would do that because, I mean, they they're deemed as bad guys, even in this series. Yeah, which is kind of flips it on its head there. Um, and we did wonder at the end of episode uh, that was one. Yeah. Episode one, when we saw uh, Tamara Morrison we're like, oh, is that Rex? Is that, you know, Boba Fett? Well, obviously it's mm-hmm. Boba Fett. And it's like, oh, is he a you know, bad guy after his armor? Or is, you know, he just a guy after his armor? What's he role he's going to play? Or is he a bounty hunter after the Mandalorian? Yeah, hired the, by the Empire again. Or the child, you know, something. And right. this was an interesting turn, and I did I liked it. I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. No, I loved it. I thought it was a great thing to do, because it would have... It would have lost out on so much potential for uh, for Boba Fett to be introduced back into the canon and to see where he was, you know, for the past number of years. All right. I think it's time that we talk about the true tragedy. The true tragedy. This, I, I was episode. heartbroken. Yes. In the last episode, before they parted, Ahsoka spoke of a true dark side to Grogu. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, at that point, I didn't really pay much attention to that. I I didn't really think much of it. See, and I after, heard her say that, and I worried. I was so worried after she said that but, that something, you know, bad would happen. And, I mean, I did kind of forget about it. Yeah. But... I definitely remembered it when we got to this final scene. And it, it's so sad because up until this point, the flashes you've seen maybe of that are harmless things like him not doing what he's told. Him stealing yep. those kids' macaroons. Him eating those fro- <laughs> him eating frog ladies' eggs. Babies' eggs. Yeah. And it, it's like innocent fun sometimes like, ooh, stop eating those baby freaking frog ladies' eggs because he knew what he was doing, you know. Right. But this was, oh, oh! It was it, it hurt more to watch that than the razor crest breaking. I know. So what we're talking about is, of course, because you've already seen this movie if you've made it this far in not movie show, but the episode, yeah. Baby Yoda is on the ship. In yep, walks in a prison cell. In a prison cell, and walks Moff Gideon with a couple of guards. Uh huh. And. Baby Yoda has throwing his stormtrooper guards around like ragdolls. Yep. With the force. And he's what force choking me them. Even and, more. There it is. Yes, force yes. choking. I I I was a little less worried when I saw him throwing them around because I'm like, okay, you know, people have done that before, Jedi's have done that before. But when I saw him force choke 
one of the troopers. He's fourth trooper. I'm both like, of them. oh no. Well, yeah, but when I just I, I first saw it, I was like, he is using the dark side. Yeah. This is not good. Yes. That that hurt to watch. And so the people who walk in with Moff Gideon are like, oh, should we stun him, sir? He's like, no, 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 no. Just let him play it out. Because yeah, he, somehow he knows he that... He almost encouraged it. Yeah, somehow he knows that like when he uses too much of the Force, he gets tired. Yep. And so he, so, he kind of plays with him a little bit, this 50-year-old uh-huh. baby... Of like, ooh, you get real tired when you use that, don't you? Yes, you do. Yep. And he was kind of like and rubbing then they it cuff in his him face. And the episode is over. Yeah. And it it sucked. Well, it's not over. Was, that's a because they go to oh, yeah. Navarro, meets with Cara Dune, and he's like, yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, and he's like, sees her. That was that. What that badge was was. Uh, that was the dude pretty much without taking her into account, just like deputizing her, essentially. Yeah, like, it was a sheriff's badge, yeah. essentially. So he's like, you're in Marshal of the New Republic. And she's like, it would appear that way. And, okay, cool. Yeah. And he's like, I need you to look up someone for me. Turns out it's Bill Burr's character, which was, do you remember his name? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. No, I actually struggled with remembering who it was at all. Yeah. Like, I saw it and he looked familiar and I didn't look it up because I didn't remember if it was a past character or if it'd be spoilers. Yeah, it's a it's, so it's I, I, past I, character from episode six of last season. Bill Burr's character. The, the guy who... The only human to break into that uh, Republic prisoner ship... I don't know why I'm having such a hard time remembering that. He's the first guy you meet when he lands on that outpost. Um, and the guy gives him the job to break into the Republic outpost and, you know, release one of the prisoners and bring him back. Are you remembering any of this? Yes. Uh, the whole prison break episode. Yes. yes. And, and so, yes. so Bill Burr, if you know who Bill Burr is. He's a comedian, yeah. which is fantastic. So it's his character. Yes, now I remember. So he's like, I need to find this guy. And she looks him up. He's like, oh yeah, he's done some pretty heinous stuff. He's Yeah, he's and like, he double-crossed the Mandalorian too. Yeah, and the Mandalorian locked him in a prison cell. <laughs> yep. And he's like, well, where is he? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, he's in a, you know... He's, I think he's still on that prison ship. Prison cell... He's still in that yeah. prison cell. Which, by the way, I think you mentioned it before that you didn't like that episode that much, but that was one of my favorite Mandalorian yeah. episodes. It just felt so, it just, it, like, unrelated. Well, I, I love prison break movies, uh, so it was kind of that style into the Mandalorian I absolutely loved. But, so he needs to break this guy out of this prison, and right. she's like, he, he asked for her help. Like, will you help me break this guy out right. of prison? And she's like, no. I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. Yeah, which is, you know, something that she hasn't done before. She's always been helping the Mandalorian. Yeah. And he's like, I need him to track down the ship. They have the child. And she's like, 
oh, <laughs> well, that changes it. Yep. <laughs> and so that kind of gives you another clue of where we're going. Maybe by the end of the season, maybe even next episode, or even just yep. at the we'll end. See of, him again. Even just by the end of the season, maybe he like puts together the team. Of it's going to be him, Boba Fett, Ferrick, uh, probably. Uh, Carl Weathers' character, can't think of his name, and Cara Dune, and yep. maybe even Cobb Vanth. We see Cobb Vanth come back into this. Yeah. I feel like they're going to pull together a huge uh, team together, especially since the season finale is coming up pretty soon. Yeah. And so... Like, we, we're, we're in the second half of this season, so I feel yeah. like they're building up to do some big things. Yeah, so... Uh, we'll see where this goes, but uh, right. Very. I was a little upset with this episode because I was excited to see the Jedi. Yeah, you thought we were. This gonna was see supposed one. to be, yeah, and which leads to my takes of what you know really could have happened, and who I think the Jedi could be. So there's a lot of things going around on who the Jedi could be. There's. Cal Kestis from yes. the Fallen Order video games. That was one he, on his list. Yep, he fought Vader. He survived. He uh, he's a main Jedi that could still be around, uh, but he's not in the cinematic canon, so we don't know about him. Then there's Mace Windu. That was another one on his list. Would be phenomenal to see come back but he would be really old at this point 70s 80s like pretty much and modern day Stephen Stephen L. Jackson I just, did I just say Stephen Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson. So you did I was, I was like, very confused for a second it's like modern day Stephen <laughs> yes if we see him come back that would be great but I don't know because we've seen people take you know falls like that before completely fine we've seen people take shocks like that before completely fine uh referring to episode three when mace windu quote unquote dies he's thrown out of a window we never hear about him we've anymore. even seen but, people get chopped in half fall down a shoot and still, still survive right and i think there's a possibility he could come back and canonically he's supposed to be like an insanely powerful jedi yes so I think there could have been a connection between him knowing about Grogu, hiding him away, training him for a while, and then something happens where he gets stolen, and then we get to the Mandalorian. But this, uh, we've also talked about how it could be Luke Skywalker, which would kind of make sense for where this is going, because this takes place... Uh, before he's a grumpy old Before man. his introduction. Which I think right. I said yes. that before, and I... And was sadly mistaken. I'm sorry to everyone. That I thought at this point he was already a grubby old man who didn't want to train anyone. But uh, no, he's, that's, he's still kind of young at this point. Yes, because no. this is soon after the so Empire think, fell. Right. This is just a couple years after the Empire fell. So there's the possibility he could still be there. And remember, um, Luke at this point is trying to restart the Jedi Order. So if he feels out right. their connection, someone calling to be trained. You know, so it would make sense. Would make and there's sense. the the fan, the fan pick for his character would be Sebastian Stan. I think they Sebastian look very similar, Stan? so that would be cool. Yeah I, yeah, I could see it. So that's that's one of them. But my my biggest thing is I think there's the possibility that Anakin slash Palpatine hid him away because he trained with Jedi. Anakin was a part of that order on Coruscant. Anakin must have known about 
Grogu. Uh, because he was there when Yaddle was still on the board. He was there with Yoda. Him mm-hmm. and Yoda knew each other very well. He had access to the library, so he could have snuck in there and found about every Jedi on Earth because they've been searching for holocrons anyway. And so pretty much uh, and you're that thinking... happens in the Darth Vader comments. So yeah. I think, and I think it's kind of nodded at it, and it makes sense to where we're at in the series now, that Anakin slash Palpatine stole Grogu tried to train him and that's why his memory goes dark he could have been tapped into the dark side he knows how to wield the dark side he's done it now and i think they tried to manipulate him into being some sort of sith apprentice so maybe if he was maybe if he was trained then on coruscant he's being trained to leave the dark side behind they was having some trouble and so instead of you know killing this essentially baby they're like i feel the dark side in this baby let's take him and train him right and then they get to the point where he maybe refused to do it he didn't want to go full dark side and that's why they're now at the point of wanting to harvest his midichlorians for a midichlorian army the only problem that's my take on it the only problem i think there's a lot of problems with it yeah i don't think it's a viable theory (laughs) correct yeah well, no. They're both force ghosts. They're both force ghosts. That's the best you can say at this point. Palpatine isn't. Yeah, I mean, Palpatine his force... Palpatine survives. His force essence is, like, put into a clone yeah. as, like, a puppet. But he's not, he's right. not like, still alive and they bring him back to life. Right. So, I don't think we're going to see them again, but I think that's a possibility of a backstory. Yeah. And then I think maybe another Jedi came in to help sometime or at some point. I don't know. That's just, I think it's a far out theory, but I think there's a possibility of that happening because that would make sense why he was so quickly able to tap into the dark side, which I mean could be, you know, not the way because Ray tapped into the dark side, uh, Luke tapped into the dark side. It, it's not just a thing you had to be trained in it. If you use the force too much and in the wrong way, you get into the dark side of the force. So it could, I, I honestly do not know who they're going to pull in to be the savior Jedi. I still think it might be no one, but who knows? I really hope it's Cal Kestis. I, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Just someone you haven't seen in a film right. before. Yeah, because... Or in any like, then, digital media like that. Right. Because then we'd already know what's going to happen to them. All the other plot lines are filled. But then the issue becomes putting more plot lines into a bigger plot line. So I don't know. That's the issue when you make uh, a dozen movies and four TV shows about one thing. Well, I think about out of takes... Um, I've got nothing else. Baby Yoda bad now. Um, he do be bad. Grogu still bad. I I don't hate the name Grogu. And I think if we were if we were given the name Grogu from the beginning, it would be less bad now. Yeah. People just got too attached to Baby Yoda, even though he never was yeah. Yoda. He's just the species. Yeah. And uh, people said Avengers Infinity War was the greatest crossover of all time, but (laughs) The Mandalorian is trying to say hold my beer, and we'll get there someday. 
So yeah, big really things to look forward to. Every character that you've ever heard of. Yeah. So very interesting episode. I'm excited for the rest of the season. Me too. There's only two left. We're gonna have to figure out what to do yep. after this. Because it'll probably be more than a year now before the next season because of COVID. Yeah. They've probably been super restricted on filming. I I would assume so. That's upsetting. But I mean, they they filmed this with all the coronavirus stuff going on too. So I don't. I think that that's true. I think because this show is kind of pushing the technological world of filming forward. Yeah. So I think they're. I agree. Well, yeah, because a lot of their backdrops are all digital. Yeah. So I think they are good. They they are actually standing in front of them. Yeah. I think that they're in that case kind of just good at doing it with less staff. They don't. They don't need that much. I. I would still watch the next season even if it came out in two years. But you can bet your bippy I'm going to throw a fit. Yeah. Because that's the only reason I subscribe. That's right. Make sure you like and subscribe just for Mandalorian stuff. Because, you know, oh. we're a bunch of nerds that talk about it. Well, I wasn't talking about a and podcast. I was talking about Disney+. Plus, But, oh yeah, yes, subscribe, yeah, subscribe I, and <laughs> to our podcast. I, I... One of the main reasons I bought my Disney Plus subscription was for Star Wars. Yes. I Because they, they weren't streaming on anything else. I bought it also for uh, Marvel shows. Oh, yeah. That too. Because they were uh, getting taken off Netflix. No, I mean like the ones coming out. Oh, yeah. That too. WandaVision's coming out. January. Pretty soon. January. Yep. Next month. I think we're going to be doing some then, Saturday specials about WandaVision. That's right. And then Hawkeye has gotten a lot of new character confirmations and actresses and actors who are going to be in it. Um, and then I haven't heard much about uh, Captain America and the Falcon. I think I Falcon think the Winter Soldier. I think that's like the second or third show to, that's going to come out. I think Loki is also going to be in there to come out soon. Yeah, I mean, I just haven't heard anything about it recently. Yeah. Oh well. Enough speculation about the future of this show. Only speculation right. about uh, the Mandalorian allowed. We'll be kicking as long as you guys are. And so, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Absolutely. Remember, on Tuesday, our episode is... It's not The Grinch, it's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Right, the original, the iconic, the Jim Carrey. Uh, the best. The, uh, okay, I was, I was with you with iconic, but you lost uh-huh. me. All-time favorite. Out of the three Grinch movies that are out, that one is the top. We'll save that for Tuesday, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) I can uh, diss you then. You probably will. Until then, I want to thank you guys for listening. This has been the Movie Melting Pot Podcast. Like Austin said, subscribe because we're some nerds that will talk about some movies and TV shows and stuff. Remember to watch The Clone Wars. Watch Rebels. Oh, they're, they're good. They're very good. And, uh... What's the other one? There's there's two shows that have Rebels characters. I got no idea. There's the Resistance, but I don't think that's... They canceled that one, so 
You can see. Oh yeah, buy. that's what I'm thinking of. Yep. Oh well, if it says Star Wars, watch it. Yeah. And the miniseries, you can find that on YouTube. The the Clone Wars miniseries with the very unique uh, yes. animation style. Super good. You'll find a lot of Mace Windu stuff in there. That's super cool. Yeah. So get out there. Enjoy this stuff. Enjoy some good films, some good storytelling. But until next time, I'm Jake. And I'm Austin. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Movie Melting Pot Podcast. See you, everybody. Peace out. See you later.